106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. <laughs> oh, hi. It's me, your governor, Gavin Newsom. Pronouns he and him. I obviously... I'm so appreciative of all the hard work California is doing to keep this heat wave under control. And I promise if we keep it up, we just need two more weeks to flatten the sun. Please do not use your air conditioners. Do not eat food. Do not charge your electric cars that I'm forcing everybody to buy. And try not to talk. Talking emits carbon dioxide, which we need to reduce. And starting tomorrow, I'm asking everybody not to breathe. Between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m., you will become unconscious, which will lower body temperatures. And if you're gassy, I know it's tough, but I ask you, hold those farts in for a few more days. If it's an emergency, you can fart into a jar and keep it sealed until this thing is over. And if you're a smoking hot chick, better yet, you can sell those farts on OnlyFans and donate the money to a climate change cause. And if alls fails, we can use the oil from my hair and use that as energy reserve to get us through the next few years. If you need me, I will be at the French Laundry, making sure they do not use their ovens. And if you see a picture of me eating, I'm just testing the food to make sure it's not too hot. Thank you, California. Keep it up. So if we're all in agreement that it is incorrect to say the 2020 election was stolen, what about the 2016 election? That actually was pretty funny. Look, I'm not going to go back to where we were or what happened in 2016. We're going to focus on the here and now. We're going to focus on what's happening today. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, this inflection point that the president pointed out uh, very clearly, very decisively uh, in, in a few speeches about what the country needs to do. Time to bring the country together, and he believes that's where majority of Americans are when it comes to protecting our democracy, when it comes to protecting our rights, and when it comes to protecting our freedoms. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to focus on on where we are today. What the hell are you talking about? Um, I'm doing a tour of the library here, and I'm talking about the significance of the passage of time. Right, the significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. This nation suffered under Democrat COVID lockdowns, but it's Dr. Anthony Fauci. He thinks he's gonna retire. Let me tell you something, I think that man belongs in jail.
won the 2020 election. After the fall of communism, everybody in the world agreed that socialism was a failure. Everybody in the world, more or less, agreed that capitalism was a success. And every capitalist country in the world apparently deduced from that that what the West needed was more socialism. <laughs> Dr. Fauci decided that not only are masks effective at slowing the spread, actually they're essential. He insisted on, quote, universal wearing of masks. So what changed? Was it the science that changed? No, it was not the science. Even, even Dr. Fauci admitted that. He said, <laughs> all right, one more time. <clears throat> Back then, there was the critical issue to save masks for the people who really needed them because it was felt, it was felt, not I felt, it was, it was felt by some that there was a shortage of masks. In other words, Dr. Fauci believed that the masks would protect people, but he considered some people more deserving of the masks than other people, so he lied to the public and told them that the masks would not protect anybody so that there would be more masks left over for his fellow public health workers. The decision, as he admitted his own words, was not primarily scientific. The decision was primarily political. Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio, episode 181, to be played on uh, 9-17-22, September 17th, that's Saturday, this coming Saturday. Obviously, I'm working on it a little bit earlier than that, so <clears throat> it can be presentable and listenable when it gets there. So thanks for listening, however you got here. Uh, we're connected to a website, nohostagesradio.com, where a lot of the episodes are uh, stashed, as as well as some articles that I write for the Territorial Dispatch. Uh, you can check that paper out at territorialdispatch.com. It's online, and it reads just like a newspaper should, but electronically. Or you can get a hard copy of it if you're in Northern California here in Yuba Sutter counties. Uh, you could probably stumble into a hard copy free of charge. So they promote the show here. And um, so nohostagesradio.com. So my email, if you want to reach me, is lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com, L-O-U. And you can also reach me by phone or text at 530-713-1838. That's 713-1838. I'm on the left coast, Northern California, so... If you want to actual, actually talk, <clears throat> uh, you might consider the timing. But otherwise, uh, I have friends that just uh, send out texts, ding, 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 all time of the night or day. Some are night owls, so I don't mind that at all. Uh, let's see. Thank you, uh, all those that send out information to me and keep me up to date on clips and articles and 
it's really been a huge help. So thank you for that. Uh, you can also catch a live show that I do on Saturday mornings here in California at KMYC 1410 AM. If you go to KMYC 1410 AM website, you, there's a click live button there. If for some reason you can't find it or it doesn't come up properly, you can go to live365.com, live365.com, and in, click on radio, put in KMYC as the radio station you want. It should play live through there as well simultaneously. Those aren't recordings. Those are live broadcasts. So uh, <clears throat> you can listen on any device you have, okay? And uh, let's see, I think that's it. So you can also go to the nohostagesradio.com website, and there's a live button there as well. I just noticed that Tanner put up there. So you could get to the live show on Saturday mornings that way as well. Remember, wherever you are, uh, remember the time zone changes. Uh, it's a three-hour show, starts at 10 a.m. in the morning and ends at 1 in the afternoon, our time out here. So, again, thank you for listening, and I want to mention a couple of announcements at the very beginning in case you're just listening for a little bit. So this really pertains to the folks that uh, are living here in Northern California. There's a push by Sutter County, which is one of the two counties we kind of reside in here. Our two county seats are just mushed together, a river apart, just a, just cross a river, and you're in a different county. So... Uh, we kind of all share two cities, two counties. And so uh, uh, the local entities in California, up and down California, have been taxing people, adding local taxes to get more revenue. That would be a sales tax. <clears throat> I know some of you states uh, don't have any sales tax. God bless you. Some don't have any income tax. God bless you. We have all the taxes here in California. So... The latest one to push a tax is Sutter County, and it's called Measure A. And uh, so there is going to be a meeting about Measure A on October 5. That's a Wednesday evening at 6 p.m. It's being conducted at the Church of Glad Tidings in Building 200 as you drive in the parking lot at 1179 Eager Road. North, just north of Yuba City off Highway 99, 1179 Eager Road. You, as you drive in on your way to find a parking lot, the first building on the left is Building 200. It's commonly called The Well, but it doesn't. Uh, it's not labeled that way. So Building 200, it is labeled 200. So there'll be signs out in front indicating where the meeting is. But there's going to be a, win a Wednesday night, October 5, John Cupal. Uh, who is the president of Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association, which is the premier taxpayer uh, protector in California. And it was begun in the 1970s as a result of the passage of Proposition 13, which uh, changed how we valued property here or, or uh, addressed or assessed property here instead of property value and how we taxed property. And many people were being pushed out of their homes back in those days because the assessor would just decide, I'm going to reevaluate all the property and raise the taxes just whenever he or she wanted. So that set a plan or a scheme or a uh, method uh, by law how they had to do it. So John Cupal, who is now the president, he's also an attorney. Uh, he's argued uh, cases before 
various tax courts and the Supreme Court. He will be there to talk about Measure A. That's a sales tax, a 1% additional tax on our, any sale in Sutter County, or if you buy a car anywhere in the world, it will add 1% onto the sale of the tax of that car. So uh, this this is a wrong measure. It is a ripoff, and uh, we're going to talk about it, and it's a free meeting. It's 6 p.m. at night. It's free, and you're not no obligation, but we're hoping you'll come and learn about this and get equipped and do something. So uh, we'll talk more about it later, but uh, I wanted to get you to set that date aside, October 5, and uh, right here in Yuba City. If you want to go on the website for the anti-Measure A fight, it's Sutter County Says No, S-A-Y-S, Says No, dot com. Sutter County Says No, dot com. There are signs that are made. And uh, Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is assisting in the fight against this tax. Uh, Howard Jarvis has headquarters in Los Angeles and Sacramento, and they have a crew of people, including legal people, uh, fighting and, uh, you know, walking and watching all the taxes that are being uh, suggested or put in any kind of legislation or put on the ballot like this one's going to be Measure A in November. So pay attention and do something. What I can can assure you is if you don't do anything, uh, that's what you're going to get, is you're going to get same-o, same-o, and you're going to get another tax, and it's going to cost you more money uh, than ever to live in Sutter County. So I also want to mention uh, this statement that I've been repeating over the last few weeks by Alexander Hamilton in 1774. <clears throat> People say he was about 20 years old then. He says this, and I... I uh, amen this or ditto this, if you want to use a Rush Limbaugh term. He says, is it not better, I ask, to suffer a few present inconveniences than to put yourselves in the way of losing everything that is precious? Your lives, your property, your religion are all at stake. I do my duty. I warn you of your danger. If you should still be so mad as to bring destruction upon yourselves, if you, you should... Uh, still neglect what you owe to God and man, you cannot plead ignorance in your excuse. Your consciences will reproach you for your folly and your children's children will curse you. So <clears throat> when it says your lives, your property, and your religion are all at stake, I want you to just think about what the news has been telling you uh, over the last few weeks as the pres President Trump House house was illegally raided, and now various people that have been uh, labeled as a Trump supporter are being uh, raided, and their technology has been taken from them. I was thinking, you know, before there was technology, if we were to be raided back in the 60s, say, or 70s when no one had a cell phone, there were no computers that people had. I wonder if they raided us what they would be after. But they now are raiding, and, and for a guy like Mike Lindell, who was the pillow guy, and now the clothing guy and the bedding guy, uh, the former drug addict got converted and delivered by Jesus from cocaine. So now they take his method of communication with all his numbers and all his connections to do business with, because the FBI doesn't really do business and, and earn money. They just simply uh, take money out of the public coffers and run around and do whatever they want. 
So they don't know what it's like to run a business. So, uh, Mike, I, I didn't listen to the Mike Lindell uh, broadcast or story about this, but I heard enough of it to say his wife and him were driving along, going to somewhere to shop or something, and a car pulled up beside him, a car stopped in front of him, and a car stopped in behind him, and uh, they did business with him. He, so he's told his wife, these guys are either bad guys or the FBI. I would say they're either bad guys or they're either bad guys with a badge, bad guys with a badge. Uh, prosecute Now, we're, we're trying to get people to go to prosecutenow.io and to, uh, to help get involved in suing all the culprits, the people that need to go to prison or be shot or hung or gassed or electric chaired, whatever, whatever that state would permit. Uh, we're, we're wanting you to cooperate if anybody in your life uh, has been damaged by COVID. Uh, and I'm just pausing here a little bit because I'm pulling up another uh, email from another guy. So, so prosecute now. These guys are not fooling. They're serious operators. There's uh, very bright people involved and legal people involved, and they are going after the very top people in our government that uh, are killing Americans and lied and defrauded Americans, ruined their businesses, et cetera, et cetera. In fact, I saw a figure the other day that maybe 40,000 businesses in California were ruined uh, by decisions here. And uh, so Brian Artis, who is actually... uh, and when you hear this, he's actually in town here. There's a conference going on at Church of Glad Tidings. And Dr. Brian Artis, that many of you probably looked at his website, uh, it's A-R-D-I-S. It's called the Dr. D.R. Artis Show. The Dr. Artis Show is his website. And uh, says, this is Dr. Artis, and I won't read it all. He says, I need your immediate help. I am personally and directly working with attorneys, district attorneys, sheriffs, and doctors in California and Oklahoma who are going to very soon start filing criminal charges against hospitals and medical personnel. That means for us, like where I live, is uh, Ad- Adventist Health, which uh, says they're a Christian hospital and they're spre- spreading the love of Jesus, but they killed a lot of people up there and jerked a lot of people around in their hospital uh, to get more money out of them through the federal government. So uh, there are other medical people as well that need to be sued, including people like Dr. Fong Lu, who is our Joseph Mingala of Yuba Yuba and Sutter Counties, who is a health officer who uh, misrepresented uh, medical truth, medical facts, and told people to do things that actually ended up killing them. So he says there's there's a specific profile of a patient that we are very interested in seeking out. If you know anyone who can say yes to each of these three requirements, please respond in earnest to this email. So the patient profile, this is what happened to them, uh, and it ends up, they end up dying. So you're it's either a loved one or a friend or something that you may know something about. So the person, they said, number one, the person, they want people that have received the first COVID-19 shot, which would be Pfizer or Moderna in this case, if they, okay, that's first qualification. Second, and then the same person went back and got a second Pfizer and Moderna shot. 
And then number three, and then within two weeks of receiving the second shot of those brands, the patient got sick, was admitted to the hospital. They were, they were diagnosed as having COVID, and then they received rendesivir, and they died. They really want to hear from you and know about that person because they're probably going to solicit the records on that person and file charges against the hospital and any other medical personnel that were involved. So, uh, again, this is, uh, you're hearing this on Saturday. Well, it's up on Saturday. I don't know whether you're actually going to listen to it on Saturday, but if you uh, want to go out to the conference, you can look at it at churchofgladtidings.com and then uh, go to events and then scroll down to September 16th and it'll give all the uh, people that are speaking, and it's going all day Saturday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. It's already happened Friday night, and then there's going to be a, a Saturday morning presentation by Derek Gilbert uh, at, at the same church. So anyway, uh, you can dip into that if you if you this, listen to this right on, right on the target and then run out there. So uh, again, 1179 Eager Road, uh, north of Yuba City. So Brian Artis is actually going to be here uh, at the event. I don't know whether he's going to be there all three of the days, 16th, 17th, and 18th, or whether he's going to speak on the 18th and fly out the same day. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the 17th and fly out the same day, because I know he's not speaking on the 18th. That's uh, Gilbert's going to speak. So uh, Marzulli's going to stick around. If any of you that listen, and uh, Marzulli is going to speak uh, up in Nevada County, and um, if you can go on the Church of Glad Tidings web sh- website and look at where that location is at the Nevada County Glad Tidings Church. Uh, he's going to speak up there, I think, at 5 o'clock on uh, Sunday night, if you're interested, and uh, there will be no charge for that. So anyway, that's all that. I wanted to talk about Brian Artis again. There are lawsuits um, developing all over the country right now because of the damage that was done. And now more and more people are confessing that they uh, defrauded, lied, gave out wrong information, uh, hid information, changed information. Uh, You know, as they say in accounting, they cooked the books. They cooked the books. Uh, they were not, you know, it, back in the day, there was a day when people trusted the institutions in the United States of America. You trusted the school teacher. You trusted the principal of the school. You trusted the sheriff and the police chief. You wouldn't think of questioning them. Uh, you trusted, you certainly would trust the doctors in town. They were like the, the gurus of, of good information and uh, to guide your family, even times of stress, not just times of bad health, but sorting things out. Doctors were kind of counselors, medical doctors. Um, The IRS, even though you kind of feared them being investigated by the IRS or audited, I should say, you at least you thought they were honest, right? You trusted them kind of. FBI, certainly you would appreciate if the FBI, you knew the FBI was coming to town to investigate on a problem. You would think, oh, that's great. I'm sure they'll get to the bottom of it. They're they're highly trained, da 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 da. You know what I mean? Are you know where I'm going with this? And so I just saw where the the documents for the depositions and the uh, private interrogations of Lois Lerner and Holly Paz, P A Z, have been revealed, and both of them admitted that uh, they 
knew that the Tea Party back in 2012 had a right to their 50C4 or C3 uh, rulings and that they purposely harassed them and purposely uh, delayed because they were afraid that their involvement in the election was going to overthrow Obama. And uh, so they purposely threw a monkey wrench, if you can understand what I'm saying there, monkey wrench in the in the uh, situation to keep them from being effective. And that certainly had uh, a dampening effect on our local um, Tea Party, as the Tea Party people that I've talked to over the years describe what happened. In fact, the Tea Party, I think they lost something like the government confiscated $18,000 of their own money that they'd raised just from donations. So uh, the the you know it's interesting that the Democrats have been screaming uh, about Republican election interference, yet uh, no one has any records of any Republican interference ever. It's always been Democrat interference, and so we now know that in 2012 the IRS was weaponized to interfere with many organizations that were organizing to uh, have an influence on the election because they have a right to do that as citizens of the United States. They have a right not only to vote but to campaign for others and help stir the vote up. And so now we have the FBI that's been weaponized to uh, try to overthrow a president of the United States and also throw an election and also complete and be uh, successful in completing the overthrow of an election. And not just a handful of FBI people are dirty, but we're now we're trying to figure out who is left that's actually righteous, right? So uh, we have five, six segments in all today. If, if you're new to us, we're going to do five more segments between each of my talk times. We'll have some clips, and we're going to do that right now. I don't mind you coming here. I'm wasting all my time. When you're standing out so near I cry to lose my mind It's not the perfume I do have It's not the ribbons in your hair I was a normal 20-year-old college student. When I moved into off-campus housing, they boasted that it was safe. Not a single incident since it had opened. I was the first. I woke up in the middle of the night, suffocating. Shut up, he said. Don't say a word. For the next two hours, I knew I was going to die, and there was nothing I could do. Now I'm a mother of two, and if that predator or anyone else tries to harm me or my family, they have to come through my firearm first. I will never be unarmed or utterly vulnerable ever again. The only reason I can say that is because the NRA fought for my rights before I ever knew that I needed them. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. How about instead of expecting John Q. taxpayer to pay for your college debt, you ask the college for a refund for selling you a shitty education? 
Can you tell us more about this critical race theory? They think this is teaching about racism. When you hear the word ethnic studies, you think it seems positive. It has a very positive Diversity connotation. And, yeah. You know, different kinds maybe of we're learning exactly. Yeah. We're learning about different ethnicities. We're learning about maybe different cultures and traditions. And but that's not what this course is about. What On day five, the kids were given a privilege quiz. Privilege quiz is basically asking the kids questions that are very carefully chosen and then ranking them by privilege against their classmates. And so some of the questions are like, if you come from an immigrant family. Family, then you go lower on the list. If you have, you know, books in your home, you go higher on the list. So they just divided the class by privilege. I don't think we should be doing that anyways, asking our kids these personal questions, especially on day five, but that affects all races and all incomes. And so to say that you're privileged because of these 10 questions we chose as this is considered oppressed is just so wrong. So we're putting this message into our kids that they're either oppressed or privileged at their most formative years of their life. I think it's criminal. Did you know that they recently added S to LGBTQIAS? Do you know what S stands for? Satanist. Now you might be thinking, well, why would they add Satanist to LGBTQIA plus? Because part of the doctrine of the Church of Satan is to pursue instant gratification through sex in as hedonistic of a way as possible. You'll notice this thread especially in the promiscuous gay community of Satanism. And so suddenly, suddenly we're in this weird place where we're like, well, wait a second. We were just trying to make sure that gay people weren't pushed off buildings like they are in the Middle East in Muslim countries. And now all of a sudden we're, we're being forced to celebrate Satanism? What? How did that happen? Well, it happened because... This was never about simply equal rights for people with same-sex attraction. This was always a radical leftist catch-all. That's why the transgender flag, you can picture the transgender flag, right? It's not just the rainbow flag. It's the one with light blue and light pink and white. All of a sudden, there's this been this compilation of the transgender flag with the pride flag. And then all of a sudden, we have a black stripe in this and a brown stripe in this. So it's just, it's, it's a terrible looking flag anyway, from an artistic standpoint. But all of a sudden... We have this flag that's supposed to represent a so-called marginalized community, but what does the black stripe stand for? And what does the brown stripe stand for? The brown stripe is a, is a land, a stolen land acknowledgement to the Native Americans. The brown stripe on the transgender pride flag wants you to accept the premise, to be forced to accept the premise that the United States itself is illegitimate because the white people who founded our country stole the land from the native people. I thought this was just about gay people. No, no. And what's that black stripe for? Well, the black stripe is for Black Lives Matter. The premise of the Black Lives Matter movement is that the United States is a systemically white supremacist nation, that the police force is an arm of a white supremacist government, therefore police must be abolished, prisons must be abolished, the criminal justice system must be abolished, capitalism must be abolished, the nuclear family must be abolished, and police shoot black people for no reason except the color of their skin. That's on the trans flag, pride flag now.
Welcome back to segment two. I want to mention a couple people that uh, make this happen for me. One is Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. That Little Billy's Excavator Backhoe Service is run by a fellow named Izzy Garcia, or Israel as I like to call him because that's his name. He is a great operator, honest man, and does a great job, is easy to get along with. He is a patriot. He served the U.S. Marines with the U.S. Marines overseas in battle and uh, served his country with dignity. And he's a local uh, Yuba County guy, has a family that uh, lives here, his extended family lives here. And uh, so he will travel around Northern California with his backhoe and excavator to do whatever you need done, whether it's ditch work, build a pond, fill a pond, take down a mountain, build a mountain fix a road, do culverts, whatever you need, he can do. You can talk, text or talk to him by, at 530-300-6010, 530-300-6010. Also call junkangel.com. If uh, I'm going to give you the number here in a sec. If you have any trash or garbage or junk that you need to get out of the way and clean up a place, Ira and Gina Burroughs is running that, and they want to clean up America one property at a time. They tell me at 530-329-3113, 530-329-3113. You can reach them here uh, by text or talk on that number, and they are located in Yuba County, but they will travel some as well. I wanted to read you a couple things. I think I mentioned this last week, but a couple of these things are, are very uh, timely, and uh, so I want you to get a Marcus Tullius Cicero uh, said and or wrote, do not blame Caesar, blame the people of Rome who have so enthusiastically acclaimed and adored him and rejoiced in their loss of freedom and danced in his path and gave him triumphal processions. Blame the people who hail him when he speaks in the forum of the new wonderful good society, which shall now be Rome interpreted to mean more money, more ease, more security, more living fatly at the expense of the industrious. I would just like to say to you that if your life is about more money, more ease, more security, more living fatly, I would suggest that you realign your priorities in saving the nation of the United States of America and figure out how you could do that. I had a long conversation today with a uh, retired firefighter that I admire greatly, and um, he's a patriot, and his question is, his concern is the country is being lost, and his, and his uh, desire is to make a difference, and how he can make a difference to help wake people up. And uh, we, we agreed that the problem is we have a lot of people that are asleep right now and just going along with Caesar, going along with Caesar and just uh, praising Caesar and dancing in his wake and, uh, and just looking the other way when there's a loss of freedom. And believe me, we are losing freedom every single day. When, you, when the FBI pulls you over and you are a law-abiding citizen and takes your phone and uh, takes your all, all your technology 
and holds a case over your head, we have big problems, folks. We have big problems. You think, oh, yeah, Mike Lindell, well, I like him or I don't like him or, yeah, he's an ex-drug addict. Oh, well, what about this person? I don't know whether you saw the lady that was on television. I think she was interviewed by Tucker Carlson. To me, she's just a mom and a wife. Looked like a nice person. She's not involved in anything. And you know the amazing thing? You know what they told her when she said, why did you come to my house? She said, well, they said, we got a tip. You know, do you even believe that? These liars. We got a tip. Do you not? Have you ever given a tip to the police and they didn't do anything about it? I've given so many tips to the police about stuff. Did nothing about it. Did nothing. Begged them to do stuff. Begged them to do this. Begged them. They did nothing. In fact, my friend, I said last week, my friend who got $25,000 stole from him in a scam, stealing mail and laundering it through the a tire store called uh, Queen Penny Tire. The the latest, the law enforcement is trying to get him, instead of having them arrest them, just go over and see if he can get, get his money back. Why do we even have law enforcement? Just to pick up the dead bodies? For God's sake. This meme says the illiterate of the 21st century will not be those who cannot read and write but those who cannot unlearn the many lies that they have been conditioned to believe and seek out the hidden knowledge that they have been conditioned to reject. So many people I know so propagandized and molded into chaos. They can't sort their life out. They can't figure out what's going on in this country, and they got their head in the sand. They can't unlearn the many lies that they have been conditioned to believe and they and seek out the hidden knowledge that they have been conditioned to reject. So many people just want to call everybody racist or everybody an insurrectionist or everybody a conspiracy theorist. Honestly, people, we all got to throw down. That's what's going to happen here. I want to just mention 9-11. This guy writes, We can simultaneously remember and never forget the very real horror, chaos, and fear of that September morning 21 years ago. While, listen to this, while questioning and rejecting the story the government and media forced on us while also understanding that this event was the catalyst to transform our republic into the modern surveillance state we now have by the Patriot Act. If you miss this, you need if that's all you get out of this talk, you you should feel wonderful. We are being we can debate and there's all kinds of other theories about how this went down on the, the twin towers. So the guy says, "So yes, in all this, never forget. In other words, never forget that these guys took away our freedom as a result of the ten, Twin Towers. Okay, so last week I, I talked quite a bit about one person after another person after another person after another person dying. And every day they tell me in, in a normal year, 70 or 80,000 people a day die throughout the world. So it's a, it's a part of life. People come into this world people go out of this world right and i have been <coughs> asking the question how many people in your life 
as you grew up, how many young people did you know in your school, in your city, in all the schools in your city, died in an unusual way? Not get hit by a car, not get hit by a train, I'm not counting those, not drowning. I'm talking about just living life and dropping dead. Living life and dropping dead. How many died? Count them up. Think about it, people. You know, it's sad. I got a, a really good... In fact, Dave Greenitz, I was talking to him the other day with Greenitz Construction. He was telling me about his his uh, nephew, who is a highly acclaimed... Uh, orthopedic surgeon in the city he resides in fact he's so well acclaimed that his photo is on the buses and stuff that run around town he's his they advertise him and two other fellows and they sent me a photo of it because i i've known uh his mama and his daddy and uh and dave grandis was telling me how this highly educated orthopedic surgeon top of his field very respected in a very large city. I can't remember the city that they they reside in. He and his wife had all kinds of reasons how just we're, everything's normal. Everything is normal. I thought, you know something. Uh, the Bible talks about a time where people will have ears to hear, but they cannot hear. They will have eyes to see, but they cannot see. They cannot understand what's going on. A 17-year-old high school golfer died suddenly Monday in Holmes County in Florida's Panhandle while practicing for an upcoming tournament. Tyler Erickson was a senior at Holmes County High, known for his prowess in both academics and athletics. He served as state president of the National Beta Club and was standout talent on the golf course. Director Jeff Lee, athletic director, said he died doing what he loved. Heard that many times before. Actually, what he was doing when the tragedy struck was going out to work on his golf game. And that's the type of guy he was, Lee said. Uh, so we have a guy here after getting to the hospital. The doctors believe they found him laying in his golf cart on the sixth hole, I believe when he didn't return at the appropriate time. They went out looking for him. They hauled him to the hospital, even though probably he was dead at the scene. After getting to the hospital, the doctor believes he might have had a heart attack or blood clot. Now, where have we heard that before, heart attack or blood clot, on a 17-year-old athlete? Hmm. Keep your head really up there in the dark, folks. It's safe that way. He says... This is one of those situations you stand back and pray and cry and pray again. I don't understand why. I just know uh, my Tyler will be missed by his. I know my Tyler will be missed by family and friends. Keep us in prayer, said the, one of the family members. They just go on to tell what a wonderful e deal is and get, try to get some solace about some uh, little cheerleading expressions like, well, he it's God's will and he's in a better place and all those kind of nonsense. So, uh, anyway, I want to also mention on Saturday, 18 year old Lorenzo Squilance 
a lifeguard at San Benedetto at Del Tronto in Italy, died shortly after beginning to feel a little bit ill. His mother said he was a healthy young man who worked as a lifeguard. Have you ever seen like a a fatso lifeguard, old obese woman, busting her suit out or some guy, right? He can't cover the crack of his ass because he's so fat. No, I, usually lifeguards are pretty trim, right? Pretty good health. They know CPR. They know, you know, they got a little education. Lorenzo started feeling a little funky and just, it's over. This guy ain't 78. He's 18, people. Last week, 17-year-old Ali Muhammad unexpectedly just died in his sleep. Happens every day, doesn't it, around you, Besetter? How many 17-year-olds besides those doing fentanyl just die in their sleep? Think about it, people. He was a senior at, at Rawway High School in central New Jersey, where he served as the backup center on the football team. Then we have on August 30, 20-year-old Canadian junior hockey star Eli Pelfreyman died during the intermission of a game. Man, I've had a lot of intermission. I used to play basketball in high school. I wasn't that great, but played all four years. Had a lot of intermissions, a lot of tired, a lot of, a lot of heavy practices, running around, sprints, 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 run, 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 carrying people on your back, doing, doing weightlifting. Usually 20-year-olds just kind of breeze through that kind of stuff. 20-year-old Canadian at the intermission, he had been named captain of his team just days prior. Oh, I forgot to say he died. So we got a hockey man, backup center on the football team, 20-year-old, 17-year-old, and a, a, a uh, lifeguard, 18-year-old. And then we have our golfer friend. Isn't that sad? Do you know that five doctors in one week died up in Canada in the same city? Do you think that's unusual? Do you ever remember anything in Yuba Sutter where five doctors and, and they didn't, oh, yeah, he had all kinds of comorbidities. No, 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 no. Young guys. A lot of them are young guys. Five doctors in one week in a Canadian area, some in the same hospital, died in the same week. Where has that ever happened in the world I will never forget this lady who, in the very beginning of the COVID fraud, stood up with a group of men and women, all in white garments, doctor garments. I don't know whether it was on the steps of the Supreme Court, back there in Washington someplace, and they were from all over the United States, and they were doctors of various specific skills like everything from a psychiatrist to a surgeon to a general practitioner etc okay and they were all led by this small attractive lady named simone gold simone gold was at that time from california working at and she had been working in an er and her story was very unusual because i was trying to figure out this COVID thing and she said that 
she got fired from her job in the ER. In fact, we had numbers of doctors being fired from ER jobs. And she got fired, and I kept thinking, wow, doctors are hard to come by. What's What would be the motive? It's hard to find a replacement, right? So she was fired because one time, she, it, you know, as, as people were coming sick into the hospital, the doctor feels sick, and she'd give them hydroxychloroquine. And that was stopping the COVID. And when she prescribed hydroxychloroquine, one of the fellow doctors said, hey, how come you did that? She said, well, I that's what I felt would be best for him, and it turned out good. Because doctors in the United States prescribe on their own. They, do, they don't do corporate prescribing where they call the corporate office to find out what to do. They don't do that. So ultimately, after treating a couple people with hydroxychloroquine, she was fired. Dr. Simone Gold is a medical doctor trained at Stanford University in Palo Alto, California. She's also a licensed attorney, also trained at Stanford Law School at the same location there in Palo Alto, California. So she started America's Frontline Doctors, that group that you saw. In fact, you can still you can look them up. They have a great website, America's Frontline Doctors. And they have lots of help on their website, and they are also suing different governments around the uh, around the states. Now she was back in Washington D.C. on January sixth, but wasn't involved in anything in particular. She was just back there and got herself arrested. I don't know whether they came after that day, but they identified her or whatever. But they came and arrested her, and they booked her. And they charged her with a crime she did not commit. She was not inside any government building. She did not break anything. She's a doctor and an attorney. And they put her rear end uh, in jail. Then they brought her before the court. And the, the judge knew her. They both went to college together. He used to try to date her. And he threw her in, in uh, sentenced her to six, uh, two months in jail. So I think yesterday, the day before, she was uh, let out of jail, and there was a photo of her. And she's a single mother, I believe. Uh, I think she believes she's still single. I, she has a, a child or two. She says when she came out of jail, she said today, uh, she said she was wrongfully committed, convicted of a crime that she'd never com can, committed. She went to prison because she dared to stand up against the misinformation, Big Pharma, and the Biden administration. While in prison, Dr. Gold was shamefully quarantined with eight days of solitary confinement where she refused because she refused to take the COVID shot. Many people in prison, by the way, I'll just add this, are forced to take the shot or they go to the hole. Louis Gohmert, former judge and congressman from Texas was there to greet Dr. Gold upon her release. Immediately after being released, Gold promised swift action against the gatekeepers of COVID propaganda. She added, I served a federal prison term for a nonviolent misdemeanor trespassing charge with no prior record, making me the first woman in history to do so. My conviction and sentencing were completely out of line. It made a mockery of justice. I was made an example of this was a political hit. Dr. Gold continued, I will use every means at my disposal to call out the liars, the purveyors 
of COVID misinformation, including Republican John Conyers and his House Committee on Coronavirus Misinformation, the NIH and the CDC, and especially the DOJ for its egregious overreach in my case. I will fight for the 840-plus patriots who are still awaiting justice for their J6 involvement. We'll be right back with our third segment. Wake up, Maggie, I think I got something to say to you. It's late September and I really should be back at school. I know I keep you amused. Why exactly was President Trump's home raided by the FBI? Now, many people are offering surface-level answers, but consider this. Could this FBI raid actually be used to prevent President Trump from running again? Because you see, according to federal law, specifically Title 18, Section 2071, quote, whoever having the custody of any such presidential record, proceeding, map, book, document, paper, or other thing willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, falsifies, or destroys the same shall be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Now, given the fact that the qualifications for who can be president is actually set forth in the U.S. Constitution, it's dubious whether this federal law, which is below the U.S. Constitution, could actually stop President Trump from running again. However, if he is found guilty, he would have to very likely go all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court in order for them to determine whether or not he can run again. Do you think this is the true purpose behind the FBI raid? Leave your thoughts in the comments and subscribe for more. When did you actually become a Republican? I don't think they like me very much. I'll tell you what, uh, I've evolved on many issues over the years, and you know who else has is Ronald Reagan evolved on many issues. As far as being a Republican is concerned, I come from a place, New York City, which is virtually, I mean, it's almost exclusively Democrat. And I have really started to see some of the negatives as an example, and I have a lot of liking for this man, but the last number of months of his brother's administration were a catastrophe. And unfortunately, those few months gave us President Obama. And you can't be happy about that. Oh. Honey, someone's coming to the house. Someone's coming to the house. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Oh, you call the pops. I'm going to call the pops. Uh, we're recording you. No, 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 no. It's okay. I, I, I'm just your neighbor coming by to say howdy. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, we're not used to people stopping by to say howdy without assaulting us first, robbing us, or defecating on our lawn. Sometimes all three. <laughs> the trifecta. We're from Los Angeles. Just moved to Texas. I figured. Oh, the California plates? Well, yeah, the masks. Inside your own house, no one else around. 2022. <laughs> We just want to be extra safe. We feel naked without masks. We'll probably wear them for the rest of our lives. We'll be buried in them. Okay. Well, you seem like a lovely couple. Like I said, I just wanted to drop by and welcome you to the neighborhood. Why? Do you want something? Oh, no, 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 no. They're, uh, I think he's being friendly. People around here are friendly, like we've seen in the movies, right? I thought that was just make-believe, like superheroes or families that go to church. No, 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 that's a myth. This is real life. Oh. So, uh, I live in that house over yonder. The name's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. I'm Timpany. she, her. And I'm Steve, he, him. 
what are your pronouns? I don't believe in pronouns. I think they're reductive. In fact, just you're asking about it is a microaggression. Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. I, I didn't mean to. No, it's okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I like all pronouns. My favorite is you. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. Exactly. So, if you need anything, just holler. My wife and I'd be happy to help. Baby, he has a gun. Oh, I'm calling the cops. I'm recording you. No, no, no. no. Recording it's you. okay. It's okay. Just my sidearm. Everybody here has a gun. Sorry. We don't really like guns. There's a lot of crime where we're from. I understand. There's not a lot of crime here. Why? Because everybody here has a gun. I don't get it. It doesn't add up at all. You'll get used to it. But what if I don't want to get used to it? Guns? People walking up to your driveway without masks and, and without pronouns? I, I don't think I can live like this. Well, if it makes you feel more at home, we just recently replaced a lot of our electrical grid with unreliable wind power. Baby. It helps. But honestly, I just don't think I can do this. Where's the police sirens? Where's the helicopters overhead? Where's the needles in the street? I just can't live like this. It's so hot. And the bugs are so big. to say while in prison gold recounted her eyewitness account of seeing the shameful mistreatment of women placed in a federal prison where males outnumbered the females three or four to one that's true of every jail actually dr gold looks healthy and is in great spirits they say even after experiencing this outrageous abuse and mistreatment as the founder of AFLDS, that's the America's Frontline Doctors. You can do AFLDS. I don't know whether it's .org or .com. You could find it that way. There, her website is worth a look. There's all kinds of testimonials on how people were saved from the edge of death by using cheap, effective pharmaceuticals like Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, bodesonide, etc. As the founder of AFLDS, she's back to fighting for truth and liberty while exposing the tyrannical Biden administration. So at Church of Glad Tidings, where there's been many conferences during the 2021-2022 seasons of COVID, there's been thoughts a couple times that Simone Gold was going to come there and speak, and maybe she will still. So we'll see. Uh, but you check it out, and uh, you you keep following it. And uh, I am fascinated, and I am saddened by the thousands and thousands of parents. I, I think it's sad when anyone dies. But I look at things different if a 75-year-old dies or a guy my age. Uh, compared to a 17-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 14-year-old, right? And so uh, 
And parents have to live the rest of their lives out. Many times if they have a 17-year-old at home, they got another 30 or 40 years to live themselves, all living and, and regretting, second-guessing, and blaming themselves for going along with the jab. Isn't that sad? I have some friends overseas that took the jab, one in Vietnam who had a wonderful Wonderful guy, worked with him many times over the years. Not even 30 years old and uh, married to a beautiful lady. They had two darling children. He was involved in helping people. That's all he did, help people. And he got frustrated with the Vietnamese government, forcing them. They couldn't do anything without taking the jab. He took the jab. He immediately went into a coma. His platelets crashed, and he never came out of the coma. He died less than two weeks later. People, these people, the, these people have outdone the Nazis that put this all together. There's a whole bunch of them. Whether you want to include Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, Anthony Fauci, Dr. Barrick of Chapel Hill, North Carolina. I can't remember his first name offhand. Jeremy Farrar of Wellcom. Francis Collins of the NIH. On and on and on it goes, these liars. Robert Redfield of the CDC, the current lady of the CDC. Uh, Deborah Burks, who admitted now in a book, just writes books. Yeah, I lied. I lied to Trump. I lied to you. I did this. I, I didn't have any science. Scott Atlas, by the way, who was fired from his job at, at uh, Stanford University for telling the truth, when he was called back to join that team, he thought was a righteous team and brought all his data. And he realized, he says, and he's also written a book, Scott Atlas. That would be the book to read. He said, obviously, they did not have any interested in data. They'd already made up their mind what they were going to do, and they were going to force people to get these vaccines. He is not going to be held accountable in the fashion that these people are. Deborah Burks need to go to jail. By the way, she's all up into Gates's business. His, his, uh, her daughter works for Bill Gates as well. So now everybody's admitting that myocarditis, yes, myocarditis is a problem. Myocarditis is a real problem. All these studies, oh, yes, yeah, studies are now showing. But all these people dying, nobody's ever seen myocarditis in children before. And, oh, yeah, now we just have myocarditis here and myocarditis there. Study confirms vaccine-linked myocarditis deaths for the first time. A study published in late August found that 345 people in England died of myocarditis in one year, all vaccinated with one of the three COVID shots. The study conducted da, 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 looked at deaths after a hospital stay for myocarditis or with myocarditis listed as a cause of death. Kids, people 13 years of age and up. Have you ever heard any kids having heart problems? Having heart attacks? I, I'm just, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a little different than the average person. This is like blowing my mind, people. 
I am like totally my I was telling this firefighter on the phone. My jaws are jacked. My jaw hits the table every once in a while. I cannot believe what is going on. I'm reading and listening every day, and it doesn't seem like people give a F about it. The average person. It's like nobody wants to do anything. They don't want to say anything. They don't want to write anything. They don't want to stand up for anything. They don't want to vote. They just want to be left alone and have their little retirement account and go get their gas and get their latte and get their little hamburger and watch the football game. I don't even want to be a part of this country, people. I don't, if, if that's the kind of people that now populate America, I am out big, big time. It's disgusting. That's not even there's there's no there's no American DNA in those people. Myocarditis is defined as inflammation of the myocardium, the middle layer of the heart muscle. Nobody wants to admit it. The CDC, oh yeah, they just right. Well, we'll have to study all that. Oh, Fauci and all these people. Honestly, they're just killing people left and right. I ran into a guy with myocarditis at the post office that I know I've known him for a long time. And he said, Lou, I got myocarditis from the shot and I'm having lots of problems with it. I want to mention a couple other people that are helping us here. And uh, that's all power services, Will Fanning and Josh James. The guys are geniuses. They fix any type of device that has power from a crane. They could probably fix a locomotive if they could get it in the shop. They could probably just go out to the railroad and fix it. Fixing cranes, big rigs, trucks, cars, rototillers, chainsaws, weed eaters, wheelchairs, they're just, as someone once said, that guy, that kid is mechanically inclined. If you have broken stuff around your house, you don't have an excuse for it anymore, baby. Just call 530-844-0347 or you can text them if you, if you don't feel confident in talking on the phone. If you have a panic attack, just text them at 530-844-0347 and say, I'm coming. Will you do it? I'm coming. Their location is 1469 Stewart Road in Yuba City. That's just south of Yuba City off Highway 99. Very easy to get to. If you were an email person, you can email them at allpower1469 at gmail.com. You got it? And I was kidding them the other day. I said, place is getting pretty full of broken stuff. They said, yeah, Lou, we're getting it done, though. He said, it's just getting really busy. A lot of people bringing their stuff in. So they do not collect your broken stuff and wonder about it. They throw it back together. They order the parts, put it all back together like Humpty Dumpty should be, and call you up and give it Humpty Dumpty back to you. All power services, Will and Josh, good guys, honest, and they get it done. Okay? And also uh, Kevin and Kerry Clark over at Allen's Auto Body, they fix my car. They fix my partner Santos Vigil's car. They all kinds of people they squirt away. They're a great auto body. They're honest. They're good people. They care about their work. They care about their people that they work with, their customers. 
They're here at Yuba City at Tea Garden and Sutter Street. It's a, bi- a building with a yellow stripe right around the walls, right around the outside. Bright canary yellow stripe. You can find them from a block away. 530-671-1057. Give them a shout. Give them a let them bid your car or if you want to restore a car or you whatever if you got a painting project to do that dude can paint man my where they re, redid my car it looks so fine my car's like brand new but it's an oldie okay i want to talk about prop 19 prop 19 uh we have in california we have prop 13 which is passed i think in 19 i always get the year wrong then somebody has to text me to remind me it's like 19 late 1970s and uh it reduced the amount of property taxes that could be assessed in a particular year on a piece of property and then how much any piece of property could be raised in a particular year was by a percentage so it's been a huge boon to keep people in their houses. And lo and behold, um, the real estate people, for some unusual reasons, maybe they just wanted to get the the price of homes up higher so they could get a bigger commission. I don't know. They got behind putting this proposition on the ballot, and it undermined or it changed the way, like it in Prop 13, uh, as a grandpa or a father, if I wanted to give all my assets or my house, let's just forget the other assets, just see your property or your house and your house. If you wanted to give it to your loved ones, your children or your grandchildren, you could do so without the property being revalued and reassessed by the assessor. And then the taxes spike up and then they uh, then they charge them all these extra taxes. So you couldn't do that. I could give my house to my uh loved ones and the the value of the house would stay the same and the basis of the house would stay the same and they they would pay the same tax bill i was paying you see but prop 19 went on the ballot and the argument was that this was going to help fight the forest fires and that they're going to do is when when uh, families gave their property to their loved ones then they were going to revalue or reassess it and then tax it differently tax it higher where was that money going to go why should we give the government more money oh it's going to go help firefighting shockingly our supposed conservative assemblyman james gallagher mr farmer attorney endorsed this and i i about peed my pants when he endorsed it i thought that damn liar he calls himself a conservative and he is he is a rhino. He's a fake. He's a faux conservative. So John Kupal, who's going to be here on October 5th, wrote this, said, Before voters get too concerned with the upcoming November election and the myriad of special interest initiatives on the ballot, let's take a moment to review a harsh lesson in ballot measure bait and switch, James Gallagher. Specifically Prop 19 from November 2020. What happened with that measure could easily repeat itself with one of the initiatives we'll be voting on in a few weeks. Prop 19 repealed an important tax protection from the California Constitution that taxpayers had relied on for nearly 35 years. When it went into effect, it resurrected the death tax. 
on property owners that voters had eliminated back in 1986. Since 2020, thousands of Californians who have suffered the death of a parent have received notification from county assessors that their family property will be reassessed to current market value, triggering a huge tax increase. A recent hearing before California's Board of Equalization highlighted the pain that property Prop 19 has caused. In fact, the damage inflicted on California families increases with every death of a parent or grandparent who owns real estate. At the Board of Equalization's annual Taxpayers' Bill of Rights hearing held August 30 in Sacramento, there, it was dominated by property owners blasting Prop 19 for triggering major, major property tax increases on inherited properties. For approximately four hours, they said, property owners testified that Proposition 19 is wiping out the wealth of lower and middle class families. Thank you, Assemblyman Golden Boy James. Jamie Gallagher just screwed everybody. This is a very close vote. Endorsement by Assemblyman uh, makes a difference. But then when he, he turned around after doing that and endorsed dirty Dan Flores for for supervisor, I thought this guy is bought and paid for. This guy's dirty. I'm going to start calling him Dirty James Gallagher. Goes to church and everything and supports people just ripping off the government. One of the ploys used by Prop 19 proponents was to include a convoluted provision that in theory was to provide additional funding for firefighting operations. This was a calculated move by the California Association of Realtors, the primary proponent of Prop 19, to tug at the heartstrings of voters using a popular cause. Just as today, the months leading up to the general election in 2020 were dominated by forest fires burning throughout the state, so it was politically wise to the realtors to dedicate a small fraction of their revenue to firefighters, a group that enjoys a high level of popularity. So did Prop 19 help California fight raging fires in the state? Nope. A recently released letter from the Department of Finance, known as the Transfer Letter, concluded that there was no additional revenues and no increased savings to the state from the implementation of Prop 19 regarding fires. Fire Response Fund or Fire Revenue Protection got nothing. This November will mark two years since the passage of Prop 19, which most voters were not informed contained the largest I want you to listen to this, James Gallagher and all his little merry supporters who just loves old James. He was successful in passing the largest property tax increase in California history and has the gall to call himself a conservative. This guy is the Karl Marx of conservatives. He is the Lenin of conservatives. He is the Pol Pot of conservatives. He is the Ho Chi Minh of conservatives. He is no conservative. But as in 2020, this election presents another example of how special interests are exploding voters' sympathies for firefighting.
And now there's another scheme in what we call Prop 30. And it's another scheme saying, oh, we're going to, it's it's to bail Lyft out. You know what Lyft is? So they're going to switch Lyft to all electric cars, but they can't afford to. So the government's going to help Lyft. And they're going to give part of the money to fight fires and for to help the firefighters. Isn't that kind of them? It didn't it didn't happen on Prop 19, although they took the tax dollars and did something else with them. It's deceitful, John Kupal says, for special interest to pretend that. The, and let me just say this. It's deceitful for special interest and politicians to pretend that tax increases they propose will fund firefighting just to fool the voters. It's only going to make them burning mad. Screw you, James Gallagher. Screw you, James Nielsen and Omalfa, the cartel up here. By the way, if you know the uh, the Freudian slip on the Lamalfa campaign for Congress is he hung his hat on his sign on one of his letters. That means he's taken a siesta. He the he no more got to Congress and he falls to sleep at the drop of a hat, his hat. These guys are useless. You know, it's interesting. Kylie got the idea to start in, he's he's the assistant chairman of the education committee. He got the idea we need to change education and so he's been endorsing hundreds of school board candidates. And all of a sudden James Gallagher shows up endorsing a handful of candidates around here. I'm skeptical of his, his endorsements because he endorsed a criminal Dan Flores over a really righteous candidate that would have done very well. in uh, Courtney Ortega crazy. I'll be right back to tell you more about Gallagher. was founded to escape the elites. But today, they run our country. There is no longer any difference between our politicians and the elite media who report on them, and the Hollywood elites who bankroll them both. They work together in some newsrooms and boardrooms and Washington backrooms and star-studded champagne fundraisers to decide for the rest of us what's news and what's not what's true and what's not, who gets protected, who goes to prison, who gets our money, and who gets our vote. These elites threaten our very survival. And to them we say, we don't trust you, we don't fear you, and we don't need you. Take your hands off our future. I'm the National Rifle Association of America, and I'm freedom's safest place. Everyone says that today, the royal family is nothing more than a ceremonial figure. Even though they choose the government, have final approval over all legislation, and own half the country. And so while we remember Queen Elizabeth, let us not forget how this incestuous family has used their own children to gain power. Parliamentary lawfare 
over trading rights between England and Scotland led to the first iteration of the United Kingdom in 1707 and created the legal groundwork for George of Hanover to be crowned King of England and Ireland in 1714. He was 55 years old, married to his first cousin, and didn't speak any English because he was from the German house of Hanover. The English people were not happy about this, and his coronation was met with riots all across the country, followed by years of rebellions. His grandson, King George III, inspired the American Revolution, and when his granddaughter Victoria married her first cousin, Prince Albert, the house of Saxe, Coburg, and Gotha took sway over the country. Throughout the First World War, the people of England were questioning the loyalty of the German bloodlines who ruled over them, which prompted the royal family to change their name to Windsor in 1917. Nine years later, Queen Elizabeth was born, who was initiated into the Druid Order in 1946, married Prince Philip of Nazi bloodlines in 1947, and gave birth to Charles in 1948. In 2010, William Coombs, survivor of Canada's infamous residential schools where the mass graves of children were found, claimed to have witnessed Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip visit the Kamloops Residential School in 1964, where they took 10 of the children away with them, never to return. A year later, William Coombs dies in the hospital. In 1988, Prince Philip told the German press that he hopes to be reincarnated as a deadly virus to help with the population problem. And his son, King Charles, likes to joke on television how he is related to Dracula. His Royal Highness Prince Charles, who can trace his ancestry back to Romania's dark and distant past. The genealogy shows that I'm descended from Vlad the Impaler, So I do have a bit of a stake in the country. As it were. These royals are the result of an incestuous breeding program wherein children were used as a way to gain power over the masses. So it's no surprise that they are caught up with the likes of Jeffrey Epstein, who made a living using children to leverage power, and Jimmy Savile, who had unfettered access to rape hundreds of children inside NHS hospitals and was a dear friend of King Charles. Along with Klaus Schwab, King Charles is a founder of the Great Reset. He's as green as Greta Thunberg. And last year, he announced the need for a military-style campaign to bring the world to zero emissions. Here we need a vast military-style campaign to marshal the strength of the global private sector. With trillions at its disposal, far beyond global GDP, and with the greatest respect, beyond even the governments of the world's leaders, it offers the only real prospect of achieving fundamental economic transition. So, how do we do it? We know how they'll do it. By cutting off Europe's fuel and forcing the people back into the 1700s. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
So let me tell you about the rest of Gallagher. He endorsed uh, Amanda Hopper, who then he withdrew the endorsement. The first time he endorsed her, <laughs> he endorsed a gal that was all involved in kind of swinging sexual deals and uh, with with a mystery murder that we got so she was so close to the murder in in our in our local county no one could even prosecute it we couldn't get her to prosecute it cuz of the conflict of interest yuba county couldn't prosecute it they couldn't get they didn't try to get calusa county and then we had kamala harris who was about as screwed up sexually as amanda hopper was and uh and nobody prosecuted that murder. The gal, gal got murdered. And it, her husband's the chief of police of Marisol at that time. And uh, But James Gallagher endorsed that district attorney. I mean, you know, it's just one thing after another. Uh, so don't forget, John Kupal will be here, and you can see him in person in Sutter County. All, all the you in Northern California, you should stop in. He's going to talk about Prop A and why it's unrighteous and how you can fight to stop it and the how the Har- Howard Jarvis by the way some of you new people may wonder well how did they get the term Howard Jarvis the original prop 13 measure was called the Jarvis Gan measure or Jarvis Gan initiative i get all the measures and initiatives and propositions confused but it was Paul Gann and Howard Jarvis, two senior citizens that took this on and through against all odds, they pulled off this amazing win of changing the way our properties are taxed in California. And it saved millions of people from getting tossed from their houses or having to sell their houses because they couldn't afford them any longer. So Paul Gann died. And then Howard Jarvis started this organization called the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Every Californian, every Californian that has property or will ever have property should donate any amount of money, $5, $50, $500, $5,000 to the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. You can go hjta.org. Very simple. You should donate. Everybody should become a member. Hundreds of thousands of Californians are members. I'm a member. Everybody should be a member, just like everybody should be a member of the NRA, even if you don't carry a gun. National Rifle, Rifleman's Association. Join HJTA. And go to their website. If you wonder, oh, I don't really understand how, I wonder how much that Prop 13 saved me. They got a calculator on their website. You can go to the calculator on their website, put in how much your market value is now, when you bought it, and it will tell you how much the Prop 13 tax reduction system saved you. I'm telling you, some people have saved hundreds of thousands of dollars. Not kidding. So uh, just go to hjta.org, get your credit card out, and send them some money. They are getting in. You know what's amazing to me? This is so pisses me off. Just sends me off the edge. When we fought Cal Water here against these egregious rate rate hikes in Marysville. We had people wouldn't give us a nickel 
but they were paying $200 a month in, in water bills, $150, $300. You'd think they'd give us, think about how much that is in a year. I had somebody call me one day. They just moved into an apartment, and, and they called me because my name was somehow associated with the Cal water fight, and they said, dude, we just moved into an apartment over here and got our water bill or, or rental or something. And I said, yeah, man, you made a big mistake. You should have checked the utilities before you came to Marysville. Said, wow, we could pay, after a whole year, we could pay in the savings from going from to Yuba City or Linda or all of us or Wheatland from Marysville. We could pay a whole month's rent off the savings on water. And we had we have homeowners and renters that would not contribute a nickel. to even pay for a sign to go in their yard. They expected somebody else to fight it, sweat over it, argue it, pay for it, and they wanted to get the benefit. But in losing it, they still have to pay $200, $300, $400, $500 a month. Is that stupid? Americans have become stupid. So stupid. And they will not fight... People in Sutter County, oh, well, you know, maybe the sheriff really needs it. Or, you know, that, that we have psychiatrists that are making almost $700,000 a year at behavioral health. We don't even need to hire a guy like that. Fire him. Get rid of it. Keep the money. Give it to the sheriff's department. We have, we have $2 million we're paying a year in psychiatrists at behavioral health. For what? No one I know has ever said, I love going there. They're such a wonderful group of people and save a lot of people's lives. Nobody. Black hole. Government is a black hole. Most of government could drop dead, get hit by napalm, catch on fire and die. Get hit by a hurricane. You would never miss them in your life. There's some, yes, but very little. That's why the founding fathers said we do not need much government. Small is better. Small is better. They tell me that they got so much money off Measure K that we got screwed over here in Yuba County by three bad judges and five bad supervisors. They made so much money that the size of government has increased by 25% in Yuba County. Why? We don't need you. Go home. Go get a real job. Go become a plumber and fix up. Get the crap moving in somebody's house. Go do something that really makes a difference. Grow a tomato. Fix a car. Help a single mother. You're going to go to your grave saying, I was a great paper pusher. I did it for 35 years, hassling people, nitpicking people, pissing people off. That's going to be your heritage, your legacy, baby. Oh, I just pissed people off. That's going to be on your headstone. That's what I did. I pushed paper. I was a Yuba County paperweight and got $200,000 a year. Do you think that a late, an overworked babe running the uh, health and human services is worth $250,000 a year to give money away to people that don't deserve it. 
We're out of our minds giving more money to government. Unless you say stop. And a lot of people, well, you know, what if they don't respond? The problem is you have no idea how your community even works. It's amazing that you could even dial a telephone. Unless the people of Sutter County rise up and go to vote and get their neighbors to vote. I tried to convince my own friends, go out and register voters. Oh, well, I can't. We're really busy. Run it. And they spent thousands of dollars running for office. I said, you, if you register 50 or 100 voters, you'll probably win the election. They're new voters. They'll probably vote for you instead of Dirty Dan. If everybody in Sutter County that hears my voice went out and registered their neighbors and got them to vote against A, we would push this back. If you do nothing, screw you. You screwed yourself the same way the people of Marysville who couldn't are so tight and stupid with their money. They would not contribute anything. Well, you, the president, well, you really didn't ask. I'm telling you, people can't put two to two together. They just keep paying the money and just keep getting screwed. I mean, what's it going to take them coming in and moving your house, taking you and, and taking you down to a hotel and taking your house from you? What's it going to take to get you to like, wake up, baby? Just, oh, I just, oh yeah, we're going to go out for breakfast. Well, we're going to go to church and how long should, oh, church is an hour. And then we're going to go have breakfast and then we're going to watch the football game. <laughs> Come on, people. You are going to get shellacked. They're going to take your property from you in California. They're going to take everything. Well, Lou, you know, that's that'll probably happen in a few years, but I won't be here. Well, good for you. Screw your grandkids. How about that? Just say screw your grandkids. I mean, where where is anything like would you throw down over anything? I think, uh, some of those pitiful people in our community are the pastors. They call them up. Shut your churches. Oh, good. That'll give me a little break from preaching. We'll just, oh, we love Zoom. I thought, you guys are such pussies. You're an embarrassment to the Bible. You're an embarrassment. I hope your church collapses. You're of no use to anybody. You're sucking the assets of the community. Another proposition on the ballot is going to be Proposition 1, and it's a big one, baby. It is a big one. So much has been talked about about the big abortion change, right? Roe versus Wade being turned around 6 to 3, right? What did it really do? What did it do? It did the right thing. The U.S. government was never to be involved and telling people what to do that actually live in states and are governed by states. It isn't the United Federal Government. It's United States. And so each state makes its own rules. So some states, they say you can't drink here. Some states say you can drink here. Some states say you can fish here for free. Some states say you got to get a license. You know, states have different rules. 
So in the decision at the federal level, it just said the federal government is getting out of telling people what to do about abortion. And that's up to the states. So the Constitution says does not prohibit the citizens of each state from regulating or prohibiting abortion. Just it's up to you. If you don't have any moral bearings, that's going to send you one way. If you do, they'll send you another. With that decision, determining public policy around the issue of abortion had to be rediscussed in 50 states. So what's going to happen in California? California is actually, because we have a, a governor that's a pervert, is now going to be a tourist state for people that desire abortion. California's approach. Uh, let me just get down. So let me just go back and say this. Under Roe versus Wade, uh, a child could be killed in California up until viability. In other words, although many people believe, what that means is they could the child is far enough along in the womb that if they had to, they could keep they could take the child out and keep the child alive outside the womb, and they they regard that as twenty four weeks. And they could get an abortion up to 24 weeks where the child wasn't viable, even though it was alive and it was a child. It wasn't viable outside the womb. They could, they could abort the child for any reason up to 24 weeks. Like, it cramps my style. That's a good reason. The state subsidizes those procedures, all of them, and has passed laws encouraging abortion tourism. To come to California and get your baby aborted. We'll take good care of you. So Prop 1 on the California ballot would place these words into the state constitution. The state, quote, shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom in their most intimate decisions, which includes their fundamental right to choose to have an abortion and their fundamental right to choose or refuse contraceptives. With the passage of this amendment, abortion in California would become legal until the moment of birth. Now, that's different than viability. The moment of birth, they couldn't kill the child outside the, the, when the child was coming out, they couldn't kill the child there, although that's called a partial birth abortion. And some people have even wanted to say you could have a return clause where after two weeks of after birth, you could return the child and still abort the child if you decided, I don't want this child, and not give it up for adoption. It says the explicit language in this amendment could not be clear and provides no exceptions or restrictions on a right to an abortion. This is the most extreme position that could be taken on the issue. That means that a woman would have the right for any reason to kill her child right up to the time it's born. In other words, if she's in labor and she decides, I don't want this child, and I'm not going to give the child up, kill the child, they will kill the child. That's what Prop 1 says. You're going to get a chance to vote on that. And uh, if you vote no, I think the way it's going to be designed is is hopefully it won't be changed but uh what we want to is stop proposition one stop the change in the constitution is that gnarly or what 
it's going to change things here in California quite a bit. Is it going to, if it doesn't pass, is it going to stop abortion? It will not stop abortion. It will not stop abortion, but uh, it will have a dampening effect on how many kids are killing, being killed if, if we stop Proposition 1. So I just wanted to remind you of that. It's coming up. It's So it's September now, and so we just have a couple months. We have about 60 days before the election, maybe not even quite 60 days. So we have a chance for you to deal with that. And think it through. And listen, you know, I get so sick of people saying, well, or politicians saying, well, I believe this, or I'm fighting for this. And it really doesn't mean they're fighting. It just means or I'm, it's standing for this. It means just that they have a belief system. What we need is people that want to work, do something, physically do something. Cost It has to cost you something. Mother Teresa used to say, giving should cost you something. When it cost, he said, give, how much should we give? Give until it, give so it really costs you. If you don't care about anything, then you're going to lose everything. You're going to lose everything. You have to, you better come to go fast and pray in the mountains. Go find a cave to sit in. Go take LSD. Take masculine. Take some pills. Try to expand your consciousness. You're stuck. Your brain is on frozen. Your brain is on dull. Your brain is on asleep. Take some LSD with some folks and shake the hell out of yourself. Shake yourself to the core because you are a loser. If you can't figure out that this country is going down the tubes... And you're going to let your grandparents and great-grandparents sacrifice their life? And you let it go down the tubes? Shame on you. Shame on you. And you know something? The people like James Gallagher that deceive people to vote for Prop 19, to punish good, hardworking Americans that wanted to give a gift to the next generation, to screw them over. It's the worst of people. You know, it's amazing to me. We got all worked up. Oh, man. Oh, that guy's a really dirty guy. He's like a drug dealer. Oh, that's bad, nasty. No, 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 no. These politicians got those boys beat by a long haul. They just shower more regularly and don't get quite so many tats. They screw people over on a daily basis, including the golden boy. You need to really come to terms with this, people. If this country does not mean enough to you to get up off your ass and do something, register people to vote, vote, carry a picket sign, educate people, go learn about the Constitution, do something. Shame on you. You don't deserve to be an American. I would rather take people across that Mexican border that love this country and are and love working here. Because they they've had a rough life where they came from or Afghan even Afghanistan if they really are interested in America. Obviously, you have been spoiled, spoiled, spoiled and you just had an, 
too much given to you for free. We'll be right back. We're going to have our fifth segment coming up here in a minute. Hang with us if you want. Otherwise, just go find something else to do. electric by 2035 is it practical to do it now well we can make this whole discussion easy with the two-letter word no there's no such thing of course as a zero emissions vehicle the real question is where are the emissions associated with the electric car because what you do with an electric vehicle is you don't eliminate emissions you export them somewhere else you have to dig up about 500,000 pounds of materials to make a single thousand pound battery it takes 100 to 300 barrels of oil to manufacture a battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent of energy. Just manufacturing the battery can have a carbon debt rate ranging from 10 tons to 40 tons of CO2. And the plans that are in place to increase the use of batteries will require an increase in production of minerals like lithium, cobalt, zinc. Demand for those minerals will increase between 400% and 4,000%. Isn't enough mining in the world to make enough batteries for that many people for their car? The CDC has just been caught stealthily editing details regarding the mRNA COVID vaccine. Specifically, over on their website, on a page titled Understanding mRNA COVID Vaccines, as you can see, the CDC claims that this page was last updated on July 15th of this year. However, that is just not true, because when we look at an archive version of that page that was captured on July 22nd, it included the following statement, quote, the mRNA and the spike protein do not last long in the body. Our cells break down mRNA from these vaccines and get rid of it within a few days after vaccination. However, on the very next day, on July 23rd, those statements were gone, meaning that despite the page officially claiming to have last been updated on July 15th, there were actually changes made on July 23rd, wherein the CDC removed any mention of either the mRNA or the spike proteins not lasting long in the body. Now, we did get a hold of a CDC spokesman who confirmed that these changes were made, but he did not explain why they were made in secret and why the date of last update was never changed. After reading G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, Bix Weir began his own research and developed an alternative theory, which has a different motivation for the creation of the Federal Reserve banking system and involves patriots infiltrating the Fed to destroy it from within. President Woodrow Wilson, who strongly opposed private banks, signed off on the Federal Reserve Act, something he deeply regretted soon after. According to the Road to Ruta theory, Wilson signed off on it out of fear of catastrophic inflation. The amount of gold being found in the late 1800s was causing an endless rise of inflation. By 1900, several mining companies were harvesting gold from the Grand Canyon, which was a major undertaking. An 80-mile-long road was built to access a coal deposit for power, and barges and steamships were assembled in the canyon to deliver this coal every day. By 1912, the New York Times reported that billions of ounces of gold 
were estimated to be dredged from this operation. And at this time, there was only 64 million ounces of gold in the U.S. Treasury and 160 worldwide. Adding billions of ounces would have been economically catastrophic. It would have driven the value of gold to zero, devastating the world's economies and destroying the wealth of the world's most powerful people. In 1913, the Federal Reserve Act was signed into law, the cornerstone of today's fiat currencies and debt-based economy. And in 1919, President Wilson banned all mining in the Grand Canyon. The massive influx of gold alone would have been enough to compel a new financial system. But there is more to the story. In the late 1800s, local homesteader Seth Tanner claimed to have seen mummies and artifacts in a cave within the Grand Canyon's Marble Canyon. When the Hopi learned he had seen the sacred site, they blinded him, sparing his life because of his Hopi marriage. In 1909, the Arizona Gazette reported that the Smithsonian was researching a man-made cave structure carved deep within the solid rock, 1,480 feet below the surface in Marble Canyon, big enough to house 50,000 people, with rooms full of ancient golden artifacts, mummies, and Egyptian hieroglyphs dating back 3,000 years to the Ramses dynasty. This is the same area that Seth Tanner described seeing the same thing. It's the same area where the famous lost city of gold was thought to be. And it's the land of the Hopi, whose ancestors once lived in the great hole Sipapu, commonly known as the Grand Canyon, where several geological formations have been given names from ancient Egypt. In 1956, two planes collided in midair directly above the alleged cave system of Marble Canyon. And over the next two weeks, a dozen helicopters worked to haul out debris. And yet, debris is still scattered everywhere. There were no witnesses, and the bodies of the victims were all buried in a mass grave. The Leak Project's investigation of this cave shows what appears to be the remnants of this recovery operation. The Grand Canyon is full of caves, 90% unexplored and off-limits, protected by the U.S. military. Every president since Bush Sr. has tried to secure mining rights within the Grand Canyon, and all have been denied. This leads us to the second part of the Road to Ruta theory, that the Fed has been infiltrated by patriots on a mission to destroy it from within. Our main character is Alan Greenspan, who is friends with Ayn Rand, who published his 1966 essay, Gold and Economic Freedom, on the importance of a gold-backed monetary system. Greenspan was a gold bug. In 1969, a Swedish economist published On the Road to the Golden Age, which concludes that the best way to return to sound money is to run the fiat system into the ground by printing money into infinity so that gold will restore stability and faith in the money supply, and fiat will be exposed for what it's always been, a scam. In 1971, President Nixon ended dollar convertibility to gold, which invited the money printers worldwide to let loose. Not only was Greenspan a renowned gold bug, he may be the most unsung hero of the computer age. 
He was childhood friends with the inventor of the first shareable computer programming language called BASIC, which Greenspan used to write the very first banking computer programs at his firm Townsend Greenspan, back when punch cards were still being used. By 1985, Alan Greenspan was the expert on computer banking. I suggest an Apple IIc, an Apple modem. Then you can call up your bank and see how much money you have. You can even pay off your bills automatically. If you have any money left over, congratulations. You're doing better than the government is. Two years later, President Reagan nominated Greenspan as Fed chairman. That same year, legislation was passed to restrict Grand Canyon airspace. During his first year as president, Ronald Reagan formed a committee to investigate the possibility of returning to gold-backed money. The majority was against it, but Congressman Ron Paul's report argued that we need to return to a decentralized gold-backed standard. At the end, however, Ron Paul proposed holding off until the current fiat system had a chance to prove itself. In other words, run the money printers and let them fail. Also in 1981, the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston published the first edition of their educational comic book, Wishes and Rainbows, which tells a story of a place that once had beautiful colors and golden flowers, but no longer does out of fear of being stepped on by the big people who live in color land, which is where the golden flowers can be found. Some say you can get there through the caves of Cobblestone Canyon, the main character of this comic, who decides to bring back the golden flowers, is Ruta. In the early basic programs that Greenspan wrote 60 years ago, Route A was the foundation. Ruta finds a golden light inside a cave of Cobblestone Canyon and begins bringing flowers back to her people, only to learn the problems of scarcity and demand. As she tries figuring out a solution, she writes the equations from On the Road to the Golden Age, print the money into infinity. In 2007, the Boston Fed published an updated version of their cryptic Wishes and Rainbows. And in this edition, Ruta's solution in the dust is 11 plus 9, which looks an awful lot like 9-11. And right after this was published, the economic crash of 2008 began. Also in 2008, the Bitcoin white paper is published. And while nobody knows who authored it, Alan Greenspan, with his 60 years of expertise in digital banking, certainly could have played a part. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. trying to figure out whether I was on my fifth or sixth segment. I just lost track of time there. I'm on my fifth segment of six. So let me mention a couple other people that help us here. That's North Valley Paralegal. If you have a, a legal problem or not a problem, you just need some legal tasks done, like get a will, change a will, sort out some property lines or give property or get your add your kid's name onto your property. Simple stuff, right? Doesn't have to be a problem. If you want somebody that's going to really care about it and is honest lady and uh, does a great job and is easy to work with, polite, fun, nice, 
That's Nellie Garcia at North Valley Paralegal. Why I say all these things is because I know her, known her for years. I know her mama, her dad, her brother, her sister, her sisters, her people, and uh, they're all good people. So you could reach her easy at 751 Sutter Street, Yuba City. That's just down the street from Allen's Auto Body. And you can dial her up at 530-751-9289, 751-9289, right on the outside of her window. She lists all the different services she does. And uh, you don't need an attorney in 99% of the time when people go to attorneys in spate. How much is it now, like two, $300 an hour? It's just like, what? Say what? It's like I get all sticker shocked and everything. Most people don't just decide, ah, I'm not going to do that. Don't go with, you know, go get yourself a will. You know, you're going to screw your family if you don't get a will or get a trust or something like that. North Valley Paralegal, 751 Sutter Street. And then uh, my friends over at Thrifty Rooter, the Artominkos. These guys, I don't know when, when they're, maybe they're not ever going to retire. Maybe they're going to live forever and they're going to just run Thrifty Rooter on earth as it is in heaven right? That's what the Bible says. We should pray that things go on earth as it's going in heaven. Right now, it definitely isn't going like it is in heaven. But I don't know whether we're going to need a thrifty rooter in heaven or whether everything's going to flow smooth. But since we're still down here and at my house, every time I touch that toilet, I'm thinking, is it going to work this time? I hope so. I hope so. Turn on the water, turn on the shower, Things just keep working until they don't. And when they don't, then they, you need to call Thrifty Rooter. They're really easy to get a hold of. You could, If you don't want to dial the phone, you can go. If you're a computer geek, you can go on thriftyrooter.net. That's R-O-O-T-E-R, Rooter, like hitting a root of a tree. Thriftyrooter.net. And uh, you can. they have a whole list of things they do for you there. And you'll probably be shocked, even if you're up in the foothills, you think, eh, I don't know whether they do septic or not, or they can't, oh, if they got one of them big tanks that pump it, they do all that. They do all that and more. They even got the little guys that go down the line, and they can look inside, and they'll take a film of it, and show you what the problem is. Said, you think, are you sure? Are you sure that down there, are you sure that line's crushed? He said, here's a photo right here, thriftyrooter.net, or you can call them at 530 673-8201. They got some nice dispatchers over there that are all anxious about solving your problem, getting somebody on the road quickly to solve your problem. So whether you reach them through the computer, you can send them a message right through the computer. Just type it in there and say send, and you don't even have to pick up the phone, and they will come, or they'll dial you up and head your way. Or you could call them. Either way, old school or techie, 673-8201, Thrifty Rooter. They've been around for nearly 50 years. you think they'd still be around if people didn't like their work? Nah, people quit using you, give you a bad reputation. That's not true with these guys. Okay, so I'm going to uh, leap back down here, and uh, we'll keep going, going, going. And that's, I told you about Prop 1, which is a sad situation, but we need to know about it, and we need to take a stand and go out and register. You know something? If you're retired like me, you know, I, I got some new neighbors. In fact, I got three three changes in houses on my block nearby, and I haven't really got to know them that well, some more than others. And I'm, I'm going to get me a handful of voter cards, and I'm going to go over there, and I'm going to, 
talk to them about voting. And I'm going to see if I can get myself some people voting and registered to vote. There are three new people on my, they got lots of adults in each house. I bet three or four adults in every house. There's multiple extended family in each house. So why don't you do that? You can go down to the county clerk's office, Donna Johnston over in Yuba City. Or uh, the, the Yuba County one is actually in Marysville at the government office at the corner of 9th and I. Big old building at the south side. You can go in and uh, go to the county clerk's office and just say, can I get a dozen voter cards? And just you can help fill them out and bring, bring them back or mail them in either way. That's a way that you can make a difference in our community is get people signed up to vote. If you own a business, I would have a stack of those things. And, and as people come in and say, you know something, so, I think it's our country's, I, why don't you just admit it? Just You don't have to say I'm a Republican or a Democrat. Just say, have you noticed our country's in crisis? Would, if you're not registered to vote, would you mind registering and vote? We need your input. We need everybody's input, right? If everybody decides you want to go communist, hey, it's, it's pretty much set, right? But we need to get people registered to vote. Now, for you in California, it's so nice and cool right now. Hallelujah. It's like a $100 day. It's like a beautiful day. And um, But oh my. And some people say, oh my God, it's global warming. And some of these guys in their t- teens and 20s like, oh, this is global warming. We're all going to burn up. No, 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 no. I, I, one of my friends that I went to high school with, she posted something on Facebook, I noticed. And she said, hey, 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 take it easy. I've lived here all my life. Yeah, we've had some summers where they get really hot. We get some streaks of over 100 every day. This ain't new. It's hot. Yeah, it's hot. It gets hot here. I appreciate older people. They say, take it easy. It's hot. Yeah, it gets hot. Just, you know, spray yourself with a hose or something. Like, take it easy. So we had some hot weather here in California. Maybe some of you listening from another state said, man, I heard it got a... I was saying, I was I was telling one of my friends, usually people, if you're from California, wherever you live now, you know how it is in California, Northern California. When it really is going to be hot, people run over to the coast at Fort Bragg because it's freezing over there. You can just take the number. If it's 110 here, just cut it in about almost in half. And, it'll, and you'll, you'll drop 40 degrees just by going three hours to the coast. And you have to wear your winter coat, I promise you. So my friend Ted Holmes went over there, and we were texting. And he said, yeah, I've got my coat on here. I said, thanks a lot. It's 175 here. <laughs> it wasn't quite 175, but baby, it was hot. So what happened? Now everybody's saying, you know, after all this, oh, man, we got to go green. Listen, green is toast. Green is not green. There's nothing green. The dirtiest operations on the street are electric cars. Dirty, dirty, dirty. Bird blenders. You remember the people said, well, we got to save the birds. The bird blenders are blending them. They're laying all over the fields. They don't produce, when there's no wind, bird blenders don't produce any electricity. When it's cloudy, solar produces no electricity. Solar, I'm telling you, 
Listen, if you're a youngster, write this down your refrigerator. Lou says, electric electricity will never be produced solely by solar and bird blenders, windmills. It's a fraud, just like Charles Darwin was fraudulent. He's, he didn't know what he was talking about. They t- it's amazing to me if your if your biology teacher is teaching you about Darwin, and no one else. He's a liar. She's a liar. And you can't trust anything else he or she says. It's baloney. If they're telling you we have global warming, I just have an article in Epoch Times yesterday. You remember when all the scientists said ninety nine point ninety nine percent of scientists say that. It's global warming is true, and if you you can't, you're an era denier. You're a climate denier. Now scientists all over are saying it's a ruse, it's a fraud. That they, they've number they jumbled the numbers. They they came up with computer models. They don't have real facts. It, we don't have global warming, and carbon dioxide is good for us. Lots of carbon dioxide makes things grow really good. And oxygen helps me really good. I like lots of oxygen. The more oxygen, the less cancer. Did you know that? And the better your brain works. Take deep breaths and the less you're stressed. So what happens? We have these deals and the electric, the grid people in California says, we're not going to be able to handle this. The California Independent System Operator. Elliot Mainzer, he says, we have now entered the most intense phase of this heat wave. They had 116 degrees somewhere, Alameda or something, Alameda County. He added that the grid faced energy deficits of two to 4,000 megawatts, which is as much as 10% of the normal demand to avert this cap. The California Independent System Operator called the Department of Water Resources and they said, hey, you know those big generators we paid millions and millions and bajillions of dollars to build that run by natural gas? Remember natural gas? Gavin Newsom doesn't want any natural gas. He doesn't want any oil. He don't want anything but stupid stuff. Those four big generators, fire them babies up. They were installed in 2021. And you know, one of them, I was shocked. Two of them were in Sacramento, one in Roseville, and one in Yuba City. And I thought, I don't even know where that thing is. Thank you, Jesus. We got one right in our backyard. But they fired those things up. The generators, those four, can produce up to 120 megawatts through natural gas. That's enough to power 120,000 homes. Do you think, where's the bird blenders? Where's the solar? It's stupid, man. We, the entire state, as the channel they switch to is stupid. Stupid government, stupid schools. Somebody just commented to me about Oroville Dam. Remember the spillway breakdown? Who do you, whose fault do you think that was? Do you think that was some mother uh, working at 
Denny's servant over there raising two kids on her own? Do you think that was her fault? Do you think that was a cook at Denny's? Do you think that was a guy that's that's uh, that's putting uh, asphalt topping, oil on asphalt, new asphalt, and striping out in 100 degree? Do you think it's his fault that Oroville Dam spillway failed? Whose fault? I mean, we have we have a lot of people live in Northern California. How many people's fault do you think that really was? All these people, moms and dads and children and baseball players and and physicians and doctors and and uh, chiropractors and electricians and all these people that go out and do their job and go home and pay their taxes and do all that. Was it any of their jobs? Was it any of their responsibility, that spillway? Hell no. It was the government that hadn't been doing their job. People didn't got did they think they got paid? They never missed a check, just like in COVID. They never missed a retirement. They never risked risk, missed vacation. You know what they did? They jerked off on Zoom through COVID, just like those idiots on CNN. Who was that? Uh, oh yeah, not Weiner. His name's not Weiner. That's the other homosexual. That's uh, Tubin. Tubin. How many of these people can you end up with a name like that? He's jerking off, and his last name is Tubin. He's jerking off. That's what a lot of these government officials, they stayed home, got paid, jerked off, screwed their wife, got paid while they're supposed to be working. And the, the spillway fails. Who suffers for that? Not the government employees. Hundreds of thousands of people, quarter of a million people had to flee that thing. You think the government covered anybody's cost? Nothing. Screwed everybody over. Come on, people. This thing, this thing, oh, Gavin Newsom, we're going to go, they're going to go totally green. He'll be dead in his grain before we're totally green. I'll be so thrilled about it. When that sucker achieves room temperature, I'm going to go out and I'm going to smoke some weed. I haven't, I haven't done drugs in 50 years, but I am going to smoke weed on the day that Gavin Newsom drops dead. What a total loser. Jack Brower, a professor of mechanical and aerospace engineering at University of California, Irvine, told CBS News in late August that the state's energy infrastructure grid cannot provide what is expected of it. You know, some professors just actually, actually they know how to figure these things out, and I appreciate them. Jack says the grid does not currently have the capability to add millions of battery electric, or even fuel cell electric vehicles today. And then Ram, Ram Joe Gopal, an associate professor of civil environmental engineering at Stanford University, has said the strain that electric vehicles will place on the power grid will be not a problem. Not like, oh, that'll be difficult. Not like, oh, that's going to be a challenge. You know what he said? This is like the duck. At Stanford. It starts with a D. He said the the strain of everybody plugging in electric vehicles is going to be devastating. What do you think devastating looks at looks like for your home and business? Let's say we were to have a substantial number of electric vehicles charging at home as everybody dreams. They want, he said. Today's grid may not be able to support it. It all boils down to, are you charging during the time that solar power is on? 
come on, people. Uh, you guys are just something else. You really think it's going to work? Have all the solar crap you want. Go get yourself your own bird blender. Chop up a, a you know, it's amazing to me. Oh, we want to save the, we want to save, what was it, spotted owl. Then we chop them up in a bird, bird blender. We run off all the loggers. Oh, we're going to save the bald eagle. And then we chop them up. Obama gives them a buy. He gives them an exemption to chop up a certain amount of birds a year. They keep track of them. They have autopsies. They have a coroner's. They have a death certificate for birds. Raja Gopal from Stanford led a study that showed that peak charging demand could more than double by 2030. Can you imagine that the demand in California could double? Listen, people, 2023 almost. And in seven years, it's going to double. If EV owners, electric vehicle owners, for you and Oliver and Linda, EV, I'm going to say EV, if they charge their vehicle, if they, everybody comes home after work and plugs in, it's going to double the drag. Pretty soon, you know what people are going to do? If we have a brownout, they're going to sneak out and cut the cords on these electric cars so their air con could run. How about that? Are you got your thinking cap on there, girl? Come on. I want to talk about CalPERS, California Public Employment Retirement System. It is a Ponzi scheme. You hear me? It's a Charles Ponzi scheme. Do you know Charles Ponzi? You ever heard that term? Have you heard a lot of terms and never looked them up because you just repeat them and everybody knows what you mean because you learned them as a slang. Oh, that's a Ponzi scheme. Look up Charles Ponzi. He took people's money, said he was going to invest it and get Massive returns, wonderful returns, peace on earth, goodwill to men. And he wasn't putting it anywhere. He just always trusted that the new people were going to fund giving to the old people. The people ahead of the first investors were going to be supplied by the second investors, the third investors, the fourth investors, the 500th investor. Everybody was just going to be chasing the first person, and then pretty soon those first people would die off, etc. But nothing was being invested, nothing was being produced, nothing was being uh, earned. It was just all a scam. This person gives money to this person, and that person gives money to this person. It was going around in circles, right? That's a Ponzi scheme. That's what CalPERS is, and that's what screwing Sutter County, Yuba County, Orange County, San Francisco County, all the counties, 58 of them in California. I'll be I'll talk more about it in a minute. We're gonna take our last break. Be right back. one of the most dangerous countries in the world today. A few years ago, the government came for our guns. We were told we would be safer without them. 
Of course, the politicians, the rich and famous, their bodyguards and criminals, they still have their guns. Everyone else lives in fear. Mothers and fathers are powerless to defend their families. But the drug cartels and gangs, the colectivos, still have all the guns they want, and 90% of murders are never solved. The biggest mistake Venezuelans made was believing that this could never happen. Today, they would do anything for the Second Amendment freedom that we enjoy as Americans. Never, ever take it for granted. I am the National Rifle Association of America, and I am freedom's safest place. Demi Lovato never chopped off her breasts. Demi Lovato never went, underwent some crazy surgery. Demi Lovato never went on cross-sex hormones or taking a lot of testosterone or anything like that. Demi Lovato didn't stop her puberty and permanently destroy her biochemistry and give herself osteoporosis at age nine, like it's happening right now to lots of kids. A lot of kids are being swept away in the same stupid social craze called transgenderism that Demi Lovato was swept away with, and Demi Lovato will face zero consequences from it. It was just a funny little PR stunt for a few months. For the kids who are looking to her, and, and more importantly looking to people who have even more cultural and political influence than her, and looking to the public health officials that are, that are pushing this on kids, and looking to the big pharma companies that are peddling this to little kids. Those kids are not going to get out so easy. How's it going? Listen, if you're black and you were born in America, you're not African-American, you're just American. If you were born in Africa and you become an American citizen, well then you're African-American. That's how that works. Now I'm Irish and I'm proud of my heritage, but I was born here in America. I'm an American. Also, there's no such thing as white privilege. If you were born in the United States of America, you're already privileged. The very day you are born here, you are born free. You have the freedom to pick what religion you want to be. You can be openly gay. You can burn the American flag and tear down monuments and not be shot down in the middle of the street like dogs with fully automatic rifles by your government. Welcome to America. Land of the free, home of the brave. Nobody's oppressed. You're just making that shit up. Yeah, just call him racist. Yeah, call him fascist. Just call him a fascist. Call him a misogynist. It's a her. Oh, uh, call her. Call her a fascist. Call her racist. Just call her racist. Yeah, you're going to want to call him a, a fascist. I, it's just, it's trending, so just go with it, okay? Yeah, call him racist. Oh, he is? Okay, uh, then let's call him, call him a misogynist. Call him racist. 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 Fascist. A fascist. Misogynist, racist, fascist, it doesn't matter. Just label him, okay? Just label him. Just, just spin a wheel. I should just spin a wheel, right? Racist, misogynist, or, or fascist. <laughs> I mean, like, which one? I gotta be honest with you guys. I don't think this is hitting anymore. I, don't, I just don't think people are feeling it. Uh, we need something new. Something new. We've got to come up with a better idea, guys. I mean, we really do. It's just not resonating. People aren't feeling it. Something new. Come on, something new. Come on, guys. Come on. I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Election denier, election denier. We just call all of our opponents election deniers. Election denier so-and-so, right? I mean, if they even looked up to see if their vote was counted, they're questioning the election and they're an election denier. Yes, let's do this. Everybody's an election denier if they don't agree with us. Let's roll, let's roll with it, that's it, that's it.
All right, I want to give a give a shout out here real quick to uh, a couple other people. Ted Holmes, he runs the Plumbing Doctor, and he runs t- Ted Holmes Construction. He's helped put the E Street project together. We're about ninety nine. We're about ninety five percent finished over there, looking pretty good. And uh, he's heading to Mexico pretty soon to do a construction on an orphanage down there. But the Plumbing Doctor does great work, and they serve Yuba, Sutter Counties, and you can reach them any time of the night or day at 530-671-9111. They have these little kind of cool white vans that run around town. They used to have vans that looked kind of like an ambulance, and people would think I was having a heart attack, and all I wanted was my toilet freed up. 530-671-9111. They have dispatchers, and they will get you squared away. By the way... If you're a plumber or you're good with your hands and you'd like even a part-time job, I think Thrifty Rooter and Plumbing Doctor both would hire you, and uh, they're always looking for good people. They want honest people, hardworking people, people that aren't sucking the powder up the nose and smoking the weed. Uh, they want good, just good people taking train, and, uh, and so let me give you Thrifty Rooter's number if you're looking for a job, and they may even need a guy to just run that big tanker truck. And uh, 530-673-8201 is Thrifty Rooter at Plumbing Doctors, 530-671-9111 if you want a job. Greenest Construction, there are Dave's help also on the E Street Project, housing for young people being trained. Green with ETZ on the end, Greenest Construction. Check his websites out and his website and his Facebook site, greenestconstruction.com, Dave Greenest Construction Facebook page. Check out those incredible kitchens and baths. Don't take my word for it. Just look at them. He doesn't like pick cool pictures off the internet. Those are actually his jobs. He did them. And he's got some of these really cool, uh, his subs, some of them I know personally, they do amazing work. And so it isn't just him, but he runs the show. You know, the interesting thing about Dave is when you call him, you actually get him on the phone. You don't go through several layers of bureaucracy you get him and you can talk to him so if you want a guy that's hands-on getting the job done uh he's got several crews but he's on it and uh, he will talk to you at 530-682-9602 you can also message message him off his platforms 530-682-9602 talk or text on that line easy and uh let's see the couple others i dr cassidy if you have a a, a addiction problem dr cassidy and i are partnering i'm not a doctor but i handle some logistics for him dr cassidy is operating out of peach tree health that there's a couple of them around the area but just call the number i'm going to give it to you 530-749-3242 any kind of addiction tobacco on up to fentanyl all of them he'll, he'll help you with Dr. Joe Cassidy, just call there. you got to work through the automatic attendant, all the baloney. Ask for Cassidy. Don't settle for somebody else. If somehow it's uh, it's uh, you're failing to get through on that, that line, I'm going to give you his phone number. Don't call it. Just text it during the day one time, 530-682-8648, 682-8648. Just give your name, your phone number and addiction he will call you back 
If, for instance, like in a few weeks, he told me he's going to Singapore to visit his son who's in the Navy. So if you, if you don't get him, then call me. 530-713-1838. 713-1838. If you ever cannot get a hold of him, and I will work with you because all of you need different things, though you're using drugs or alcohol. You all need different things. So you're all different. So we, we're customizing the fit to get you going good, okay? So I hope that helps. Now, finally, uh, Monty Hacker, who's been supporting me, I think maybe for the longest or close to the longest. I know Greenitz has been in there. He's one of the first listeners. I think it, he was in the first 12 listeners that even listened to the radio program. Ted Holmes, Dave, Dave Greenitz, but Elite Universal Security. They started here in Yuba County many years ago when Monty Hecker got out of the Air Force, and he started the business from scratch. And uh, But he's operating now, uh, he and his partners, all over Northern California. And they're, they're looking for people. They're advertising for people to work for them. And so I encourage people that are retired to, to go back to work for 20 hours with all these high prices or 15, 20 hours, right? And take on a task. And you may not be in Yuba County. That's fine. Call them at 530-749-0280. 8-0-7-4-9-0-2-8-0. Tell them where you're living if you want to go to work for them and see if there's any opportunities in that county wherever you are. And they may be working there and they just train you and you go to work right where you live. So it's pretty cool. Elite Universal Security, they're located on Feather River Boulevard. That's 5548 Feather River Boulevard. But you can do business with them by phone or you can look at their website at EliteUniversalSecurity.com. Or api-academy.com. That's your schooling approach. And so they also will, they, you know, they do everything. They, they help you get gun permits. They teach you how to shoot. I'm talking about people that you don't even want to go to work for them. You just want to learn how to shoot or handle chemicals to keep people from your business. And um, so they can help you in all those ways. And just go on their websites. they got a lot of services they provide. And so if you need them to provide security service, in fact, I was just recommending them yesterday. And if you need, you got a problem, people keep breaking in, people keep vandalizing, they keep pooping on your doorsteps, they keep dumping garbage on your property, on and on and on and on it goes. The police aren't doing what they used to because we have a lawless society. There are not enough cops available to keep this keep the lid on this sucker uh, so people aren't willing to discipline themselves and they're not putting people in jail because of covid rules because they got to quarantine them there's all kinds of problems right now i can't go into all the details but you may need to just go do your own security ali universal security 530-749-0280 all right that's the troop that's helping me Thank you, Jesus, for all of them that are helping me stay on the Internet and also on the air, as they say, over at KMYC, 1410 AM. So uh, let's see what I got down here. Um, oh, so I was talking about Ponzi deals. So we got a gal, and they call her the Mother Teresa of Florida. I got a kick out of this article. Um, it's by a good writer named Tyler Durden. Um, and he said a Florida woman... Uh, people claimed she was like Mother Teresa. She was actually running a, a multi-million dollar Ponzi scheme. Now listen to the scheme. It promises 
investors 120 to 180 percent returns. Now I, I'm I'm going to spend more time on Calpers than in this, but I'm telling you what happened is all these people. She had 15,400 investors. This is just one woman and a staff. She's paying her staff commissions, but all these 15,400 investors were just giving her money, trusting that she was investing that money. She called it MJ Capital Funding. She was not investing it in any businesses. She was giving money back to the first investors, but that money was coming back from the second, third, fourth, fifth, hundreds of investors down the line. Finally, she got caught, and uh, they're all going, they're all in big doo-doo. Here's what CalPERS is. CalPERS said this is a totally corrupt organization. It's not run by the state of California. It's actually run by the union, the unions. And they said to the uh, the, the legislature, they said, listen, uh, let us uh, guarantee people's uh, like when you, in, the, in the private sector, you just put your money in a 401k, you set money aside, you buy real estate, you do you come up with your own idea on how you're going to support yourself when you don't want to work anymore. Right. But in government, they first the first mistake they did was allow government to unionize. So once the government employees unionized, then they give their money to the politicians who then turn around and give their vote to the unions on how much people should earn. Each the increases in earnings, right? So the op, so the the all the employees of the county, the city, the state, the different jurisdictions, they vote people into office. And what do the people in office say? I will take care of you, right? I will. I, I love the union. I'll take care of my workers, my people. Jim Whitaker said these are my people, right? So he gave them what they wanted. Now they went from the government jobs in the United States used to be slightly less pay than the private sector because government guaranteed the job year round back in the day the private sector just didn't have the ability to do that but they paid more so people bought took less money for security rather than insecurity and more money right so what happened once they got unionized they set up a pension plan and that pension plan is very interesting it's not like they put money aside and see if it grows for you and then you get whatever's there no, no, no. That's 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 just like you they they guarantee you they're putting money aside, but then whatever's left you get. No, no, no. Here's what they did. They promised you that they would give you a certain percentage of your highest work year, highest income work year. And they had a little formula, like for the California Highway Patrol, it's your highest work year times how many years you worked, like thirty. Say say they got you do the math. Your your highest income work year, a lot of those guys are making two hundred thousand dollars a year, hundred and eighty thousand dollars a year. Come multiply thirty times one hundred and eighty thousand and then mark multiply it times three percent. That'll come out to ninety they're gonna get ninety percent of that hundred and eighty thousand for the rest of their life. It doesn't matter whether the CalPERS fund collapses, or they have a bad year, or whatever. The, the CalPERS, if they run short of money, they come back to the county, that jurisdiction who paid is paying that, that retirement, and they say, you got to pay us more money. That is a total ripoff. That's a Ponzi scheme. That's a Ponzi scheme. And so 
CalPERS told the legislature legislators we can earn seven and a half percent. And if we earn seven and a half percent on our billions of trillions of dollars of money, we will be able to uh, fund this without ever asking the jurisdictions like the counties, the cities, the state, the water districts, the school districts. We will never have to ask them for more money because we'll make enough of investing the money. But they, they never have. They never have made 7.5%. They'd have to make that every year. Some years they don't, like last year, they went in the red. They didn't even break even. They went in the red. Many years they earned 2%. So what happens is they guarantee all these employees of government this formulaic, like, like 90% of their biggest year salary for the rest of their life. Who needs $200,000 a year or $90,000 a year or $100,000 a year when you're 80, when you're 75? Who needs that? What, what, just to give it away to your kids, you're taking it out of the taxpayers' pockets? It's a Ponzi scheme, people. If they want to have, that's, that's what they call a defined contribution plan. That means your promise, uh, uh, sorry, a defined benefit plan. The promised benefit is promise them whether the, the whole thing falls to hell in a handbasket. And it has. There's been mafia type things. There's been people paying people off to, uh, to double deal with them. People have killed themselves when found out. I mean, it's gnarly. And then they, they won't invest in the best funds because, well, that, that we don't want to invest in any funds that do business with Israel or South Africa or have anything to do with tobacco or does, doesn't have their pronouns straight. They will never make any money. We need to. And so what's happening is every county is running out of money. But the interesting thing is they're the highest paid people in their district. In the county, in the city, or whatever. So you look at the, you look at a psychiatrist. There's no way a guy can make six hundred thousand a year as a private psychiatrist. Five hundred thousand, four hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, two hundred thousand a year as a psychiatrist. Most of them couldn't. No, these attorneys that work for the county could not make. Most of those guys aren't can't perform at a high enough level to make more money than they make now. They're making premium money over there at every level. And they're going to pay them that till they drop dead. In other words, if you go to work for the county, you're guaranteed a check. You're going to get your full pay till you retire, and you're going to get 80, 90% of your pay for the rest of your life. It's corruption. It's, it's not even not fair. It's evil. It's a ripoff. It's thievery of the taxpayers a till. It's a Ponzi scheme. Because they can't afford to, they, they aren't investing the money properly. Just like that woman in Florida. And so they turn around and they come to the new generation coming up that's earning money. That's, and, and they want more money from them, the new people. To pay, pay for people that, that served actually 30 years ago. We got some people have been out of office for 20, 30 years. Still getting paid getting paid a huge amount of money they don't need that money why don't they think of the do you think that the government you think oh well the government people that you know they're all they're committed to the government they're committed to the cause i mean they're they're servants of the state they're not public servants they're public serpents 
They are in it for what? I, I just heard the other day, Rand, Randy Fletcher told his supervisors he wasn't going to come in for a month. You know why? He's a lame duck supervisor. Do you think he cares about the county? Oh, he Oh, how dare you question his care? He's supposed to do his job. Is he not going to get paid this month? No, he's going to get paid. He's just deciding not to come in. Do you know that every department head in the county does not have to go to work? They don't have to show up at work. I'm talking about elected officials types. They do not have to show up for work. And many of them have so many vacation days, they don't even work Fridays. They work a four-day week. We got one gal that just got hired in Sutter County at Health and Human Services. They started her out with one month off a year. She just works 11 months for and between one hundred and $200,000. That's crazy, people. It, it, you may think, oh, well, they really work hard. I don't care what they do. I don't care whether they're Jesus and raise the dead over there. They're not worth it. They're just not worth it. We can't afford to pay it. At some point, you just have to say, we'll have to go without you. Just clean out your desk and give me the keys to your door. We'll have to have an empty, empty room over there. Maybe we'll rent it out to Roto-Rooter, have an office over there. We can't afford them. Can't you get it? Why are you just keep shelling out more money for a loser operation? Person once said to me, we're almost done here, but a person once said to me, he says, hey, when a person goes bankrupt, quit giving them money. Quit giving bankrupt operations money. You're just putting good money after bad. That's why tenants or landlords don't want to rent to a tenant that's got some evictions in its past. It's a, it's bad. It's bad judgment. The counties and cities are going broke for a reason. It's not because you haven't given your taxes. They have mismanaged them and they got caught up into this CalPERS, which is a Ponzi scheme, and they're feeding it out of your pocket. And then you know what they're doing when they walk away? They're flipping you the bird. Walking away with $200,000 here in retirement for the rest of their life. People don't do it. You got to say stop. Unless somebody says enough. Supervisors, change it or get the hell out. Retire. Get out. We don't trust you. You talk, 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 talk. So we all get sued by the government. If everybody gets sued and we just say, we're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to make, we're not going to make a mud without straw. It's like the, it's like the slaves in Egypt. Pharaoh says, oh yeah, well, you know, if you're not going to perform at a high level, I'm going to, you got to find your own straw to make your mud with, to build these buildings. We need to say no, ain't no more. Go get your money somewhere else. Go get a job, a real job. I'm all for police and fire. Pay them $200,000, $300,000. You're out of your mind. You're just out of your friggin' mind. That's, that's like rock star. I don't mind people. If people want to go to concerts and spend a hundred bucks to hear a guy sing, hey, everybody's got to do something. I ain't going to do it. If a rock star earns a million dollars a year, 
hey, if people want to voluntarily go there and get drunk or smoke weed and watch him, hallelujah to you, this is America. But to take government officials and try to pay them the same thing, and I mean, Steve Smith and Kevin Mallon, the two CAOs, getting like $300,000 a year, that's just People are out of their mind. Everybody needs to go and line up to talk to the $700,000 psychiatrist if we're paying all these guys this money. I'm done here. So uh, have a good day and do something cool and uh, be patriotic and stand up and do something this week. Okay? Catch you later. I see trees of green, red roses too. the dark sacred night and I think to myself